0: that initial construct that you've become so familiar with that it gives you a sense of, the familiarity gives you a sense of safety. And I get it, not knowing your next step, feeling like there are things out of your control. Our minds, our human, beautiful, beautiful human minds do not like not knowing the map
1: to avoid pain. Hello, love. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Julia Henning, OG Sheetanist, conscious life and relationship coach, master of psychology, and spirit junkie. And I invite you to join me as I explore the big questions and even bigger feelings of what it means to be alive. Casual, right? I offer myself as the permission slip to hang up society's mask and see just how pleasurable life gets to be. From philosophy to psychology, inner child to inner demons, sorcery to sexuality, I tap into it all. So leave your labor at the door and make the mundane magical again. Welcome to the Permission Portal. Your safe space for radical permission. Are you ready to up level with someone who gets it? Good. Let's go. Mm, it's raining in Los Angeles. We love that for her. Except for the fact that my walls are melting. Kind of concerning when your plaster walls um, are so wet that you can stick your hand into the wall. But anyway, I digress. Hey guys, how are you doing? Welcome to episode two of the Permission Portal podcast. I am your host, Julia Henning. And today, we sit down with Mastery Mind Coach and Energy Healer, Mary Grace Hogan, as we explore Pathways to Purpose with pleasure as our guide. I dare you to say that five times fast. But before we take that journey, I like to start off every episode with a little grounding in what we call good juju. So wherever you are, I invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. (sighs) Now let's do that again, but with this next exhale, I want you to imagine all your to-do lists, emails, phone calls, text messages, worries, stressors, and anxieties slipping away, letting them go completely. Imagine them lifting off of you. And smile, trust that they're waiting for you after this time together. But give yourself permission to tune in and to tune inward. Take one more deep breath. And I invite you to ask yourself, on a scale of one to ten, ten being I could take over the world, and one being not so much, where is your mood right now? I also like to oh my god, my power just went out. Okay, we're back, and that was extra terrifying. Now, as I was saying, I also like to draw upon a little extra energy to really bolster the topic that we dive into. So pulling from the Beyond Lemuria Oracle Deck by Izzy Ivy, I call upon She of the Lotus. She reminds us of the beautiful lotus that grows from murky waters. Hmm. A call to bring light to your dark corners. Under a loving and compassionate light, your shadows will resolve and assimilate so you can re-engage with your superpowers. Hmm. We'll see how that shows up. Now, guys, with this permission portal open, let's hold some sacred space. I also want to disclaim that I am not a licensed therapist. As a friend of psychology, I highly recommend seeking out a medical or mental health professional if you are experiencing any psychological or medical issues. Now... Let's dive in. Mastery Method coach, energy healer, and mentor, Mary Grace Hogan, is known for her ability to guide her clients into greater clarity, alignment, and a life of purpose. Her coaching platform, The Messy Healer, is a channel for cultivating a loving relationship with your full power, both human and divine. Having hosted destination retreats designed to support deeper soul healing, as well as guest speaking in other soul-engaging retreats, including my Sheedness retreat last summer, Mary Grace is a pro in leading workshops and holding space that deliciously and seamlessly ground you in the moment and remind you who you were born to be. No easy feat. Her senses and ideas alchemized to form divine yet digestible medicine for the soul. And having worked with her firsthand, I can attest to her life-changing ways. You can dive into her new book, *The Divine Assignment*, and explore her work further by going to themessyhealer.com or finding her online at the period messy period healer. Celebrating the human and messy, and the divine and healing. Mm. To many, you are the messy healer leadership and alignment coach, but to me, you're MG. Not to mention having been my first coach and the mentor that has supported me most in the life that I'm currently living. Your guidance and your space holding has been pivotal in helping me heal core wounds, which has led me to see what is possible and what I'm capable of. You do this and continue to inspire others simply with your presence. Welcome to the podcast, Mary Grace.
0: Thank you so much for having me. My goodness, what a beautiful, beautiful introduction. Thank you.
1: I mean, I could go on forever and ever, even just sitting here, looking at you across the table. It's such a love fest every time you and I are in the same room, and I feel it even now. And I just, our story is one of my favorites, Mm. and who it involves and how it brought us together. It's just, it never gets old. So, why don't you tell everybody out there how uh, you and I came to be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I
0: do appreciate the synchronicity of everyday moments. And I had met your mother when I was going and I I love to get IV drips. Mm -hmm. And so I was getting an IV drip at Restore and Mm -hmm. I had a beautiful conversation with a woman sitting a couple chairs down. We started talking about gemstones. We started talking (laughs) about, (laughs) we started talking about family and, you know, early on in the conversation, she had let me know that my energy Mm -hmm. felt like it would be, Really well matched with her daughter, mm. and I was like, "How beautiful!" Well, would love to meet her one day. And there was just such a there was such heart, there was such opening as she was talking about who I now know to be you, and it was just it was beautiful. IV drips usually take about an hour, mm. and it was just a mm. nurturing nourishing conversation and she had connected us virtually and then you and I got to talking just online and that really started everything and from our first from our first conversation when we had opened up the the space of really exploring your possibilities and what was what was alive there was such resonance and it's just amazing because I want to say that day, that day I was in leggings and boots, and I was just going in to get an IV drip. And it was just like, wow, look at what's available, the connections available all around, because our relationship is sacred. That beginning was no accident.
1: Mm, It's so interesting, too. I mean, every time we tell this story, it feels like there's just like another gem that we kind of mine out. (laughs) And I always tell people, you know, My mom is, you know, she's got that kind of essence of the woo-woo that we all sort of celebrate, and especially in this community of healers and, you know, artists, and um, she never really speaks to me in Mm -hmm. that way that is, quote-unquote, divine, Mm -hmm. and I just remember her coming home and saying, like, there's this woman I met, and I just, I think that she's meant to be in your life. And I just remember being like, okay, this is a this is a signal, you know, mom doesn't speak this way and she's having this experience. And I just remember that when we connected online, I wasn't quite ready mm-hmm. for what was going to happen between the two of us. And I sort of knew that. And there mm-hmm. was sort of this energetic integrity that you and I speak about so much that I said I wanted in, and this was a yes, but not right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we'll probably get so much further into this, but when I think about what role you've played specifically in my life, it's been bringing this concept that I am right on time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have this woman's handwriting tattooed on my arm (laughs) because of how much I love you and because of how much this message has truly brought me into purpose. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, there was a really deep mother wound that I carried. Mm -hmm. And for those who know me well, they sort of understand this and see this. I grew up very masculine and there was not a strong connection to my divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And when we started to work together, the fact that my mom was sort of the conduit between the two of us and what came out of the work that you and I did, I mean, it, it healed that wound. So I just, you know, again, you'll hear me say this a lot in this podcast guys, but Mary Grace's presence, her work, her spirit, connected me back to this vital cord and not only with myself but to my maker my mother and now it's my mother who is celebrating this work with me who is going on retreat with me who's pulling cards and drinking cacao and lighting palo santo and hearing these synchronicities in my stories and just lighting up Mm. she doesn't really know what to say I mean half the time she's like what the heck are you talking about (laughs) but she's listening and I give a lot of that to you. Mm. thank you
0: I love I love how the mother wound is what was coming up mm. and your mother was that gateway and it sounds like in turn you've been her gateway mm. Oof. And, and so together you've been opening this this relationship it sounds like that you both deeply had wanted mm. and now get to wow. share that's Beautiful. I just got it. I just got it. So I'm like, <laughs> just <got> Okay. Well, <laughs>
1: cool, We're in the messy healing right now.
0: We call them truth bumps in this state because it's like their <sighs> resonance.
1: I feel that. And you might hear me snap, you guys, as you maybe have heard in other episodes. That's just to really sink in what is true. When we feel it, we celebrate it. And with that, I mean, there was a couple ways I kind of wanted to enter into this permission portal. And when I think about what you and I have really worked on together and what I've seen you do in literally long periods and also an hour is really guide people into their purpose. And a lot of this work we do as coaches, as healers, as visionaries, is a lot of talking about purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to help you and support you and guide you to this thing called Mm -hmm. purpose. But a lot of people are often sort of stuck and a little bit detached from what that means, so we're gonna start off with a rather simple question, and that would be, what is purpose? <laughs> <laughs> the existential. <laughs> you know, we're coming, guys. Like we're we're coming in very uh, very hot. But um, from your perspective and, yeah. and what it means to you, what is purpose?
0: No, I love this question, and I definitely understand that there is a deep longing for this mm-hmm. as a society. Mm-hmm. And so I'll start by saying, purpose. At first, it's it's meaning it's really deep, fulfilling meaning. And I've, throughout my work, created a formula for it so that you know how you're navigating with it and also how to begin to start to play with the concept Mm -hmm. of purpose so that it's not so big Mm -hmm. and overhead. So the way that I help people create their formula of purpose is looking first at the intention Mm -hmm. and the intentionality of what you're wanting Sometimes takes a few layers. I don't think people talk about that enough. Like what we intend on one level yeah. could be a slight misguided, mm. um, you know, kind of substitution for what we want because we think that there's a middleman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so really getting to the core of your intention mm-hmm. is so important, and then weaving that intention into everything. And by doing that, there's the other two factors. One is presence. It takes such presence, and presence being right now, in your body, mm-hmm. current. Mm. Because with that intentionality kind of being that, that drive, that north star, mm-hmm. your presence is this moment right now that you're in. Mm-hmm. It's really the only thing that you are guaranteed to be in as long as you're aware of it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And then participation. If you can bring your action, your conscious creation, and align it with your presence and your intention, then you are on purpose. Because you know what your intention is. You know where you are. And you know how you're devoted to showing up, to creating in this world.
1: I mean, guys, first question. (laughs) You with us? (laughs) I mean... Again, uh, just for to to give people context, I worked with Mary Grace as her client for the last year of two thousand twenty two and we worked together for almost the entire year mm-hmm. at different times and to be reminded of that quote unquote curriculum i mean it it feels as potent to me now as it did when I first heard it, mm-hmm. and the way that you frame that awareness and you know acceptance and aligned action is so just so you and it's so specific and it's so potent and it leads me to ask you know what drew you to coaching and in what ways did you trust that this was what you wanted to spend your time doing
0: Mm, i am so personally guided by resonance. Mm. I love noticing what gives me life, where my energy just blooms. And coaching wasn't on my radar initially. I was convinced I was going to become a naturopathic doctor. And so healing in a very earth-centered way was calling to me. And I was, I had become a holistic health practitioner. I had become, um, I was going through my masseuse training. I was uh, getting certified in different energy work. like That was the world I was very much a part of. And I started painting. I started channeling that intentionality throughout my art. And the notion of having my own business really delighted me. I loved the, the possibilities that would come to me. I loved being able to follow my inspiration. That's, I've always been a very independent crafter, anyway. And so I was like, yeah, I I would want my own practice. And also I'll do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I had gone on my first retreat, first Mm -hmm. business spiritual retreat um, to Hawaii with some people who I had been in a really beautiful mastermind with, um, that coaching landed. And and it really came to me that I didn't want to work from the body back, mm-hmm. I wanted to work before we got to the body, mm, <laughs> you know, wow. before these symptoms manifest as illness, as separation, yeah. as as contrast, because really that's what disease is—is is that manifestation physically. It was like, ooh, but what if we could stop it? And and I had put myself in the place of imagining people coming in, really truly suffering, mm-hmm. and how much harder it would be to work back. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, this felt preventative. Coaching truly felt preventative in so many ways. And yeah, I really centered around self-worth. And so my first coaching um, framework, that's not very different from the one that I'm with now. And it's so funny every time I see it pop up on my phone from like a, you know, an Instagram (laughs) or Facebook (laughs) ad, (laughs) but it was purpose, passion, and worth.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I... As soon as I understood that that was a possibility Mm -hmm. and I was clear that it gave me the more direct result of my intention. So being a naturopathic doctor was kind of my substitution. It was my middleman. Coaching felt like I was going directly in.
1: Whew. wow. I keep saying wow just because it's so interesting when you meet somebody in the moment of where they are and you hear sort of all those layers that go into what got them there, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see you as a naturopath instantly. I think of, you know, the things we've talked about, and I won't share them on here, but, (laughs) you know, our witchery and and our concoctions and all those things, and I'm thinking, of course, like, that's so embedded in that soul contract. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, how did Messy Healer come to fruition?
0: You know, I have thought about that initial moment Mm -hmm. of Messy Healing, and I think... I think my headspace at that time, because I don't truly remember the light bulb moment, mm-hmm. my, my headspace at the time was healing's messy. <laughs> Why are we all tidying it up? Life's messy. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was constantly learning through very messy situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm like up it's messy, I must be healing. Um, and, and it was kind of that thought that, that brought me in. And then the deeper that I went with that concept and the more that my practice has grown and the more that I've been able to serve in this way, mm-hmm. it's, it's taken on its own life. It's taken on its own life. And so, I mean, something that I'm really deeply fascinated with, with The Messy Healer, is the concept of relationship. Because it's that concept of, of um, the relationship of being connected and harmonizing, and synced, like that avatar hair moment, that, uh, there's, <laughs> you're
1: gonna laugh when I tell you something about that in a minute, continue
0: oh please. I so want to know, <laughs> and that disconnection, that dis-ease, that separation, where all of a sudden everything, all the contrast is heightened, everything is screaming, go back, go back to that state of connection, it's really painful, and um, the more I worked with that, it was like, what am I connected to, and what am I separated from? And my answer, the one that I had come to, was always love. And it's like, okay, what's separating me from this healing, this love? What is it? And it's like, oh, my messy mind, my humanness, my humanity. It's trying to take the switch. It's trying to drive the car, beautiful. It's driving me in this direction. Sometimes that my divinity, my love, my heart is like, sure, sure, but I'm here. <laughs> mm. And so it became that balance between the human and the divine, the heart and the mind. Yeah, that love and that separation, and that's really what the messy healer is.
1: I'm gonna just say again, wow, because it's so interesting when we talk about healing. Mm-hmm. And the language, the vernacular that's often surrounding healing is, you have to do the work, right? It's not always easy, it can be scary. I mean, healing sometimes is perceived as this sort of glorified, maybe even luxurious self-care I'm healing, right? Mm -hmm. And we also know that healing is messy. And when you get to the real mess of something I mean it's scary. It can be really daunting and and challenging. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people I'm often asked as a coach myself now that you know what's the difference between coaching and therapy. And you may hear me talk about this often in the podcast but just from somebody who you know also had a lot of the same coaching uh, mastery method training and has many years on me. I'm so interested to hear what you feel the difference really is between coaching and therapy, even though it's all healing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I love this. And I've, I've been in therapy, of course, and I've been in coaching programs. And so I would say that so much of therapy is processing the past up mm-hmm. until now. Right. And it's, it's even getting a foundation for how to continue on the now. hmm And then coaching is, taking your patterning, your programming, your natural behavior in this moment and really propelling it in a different way so that you can reach your next desired moment so that you can grow into that goal that's calling out to you Mm -hmm. and upgrade. A big core tenet of my work is, is create what matters and then grow into that calling because as you create what matters, you'll have to You'll have to up your programming. You'll have to change some of these behaviors. You'll have to go to the core Mm -hmm. of why you do some things the way that you do so that you can really be with that in a different way because the way that we've been trained is very inside out Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and sustainably create change. But I I was recently in a space. I I coach at a co-working space. Mm -hmm. And I was in the lobby, and I was finishing up some notes. And there was this woman, there was this wonderful woman who was so brave, and she took a therapy video call in the lobby. Oh, wow. So brave. And it was beautiful, and I, you know, honestly, (laughs) I did too.
1: Yeah.
0: And after a couple moments of realizing what was happening, my headphones went in, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I I did address her after. And I addressed her after because I heard her say so many times on that call, what can I work on mm. so that this changes? Can you give me something to focus on so that I'm not here? And it sounded like, and, you know, not, not the direct source, but it sounded like she was told, well, I need to understand the situation more. And that's the thing, I think we spend so much time, I know I've spent so much time trying to fix and figure out Mm -hmm. and articulate the awareness that I've come to about why I do things the way I do so that other people can understand when truly that's not helping, that's not always helping you take that next step forward. Mm. And so I see coaching as taking where you are now, you having all of those tools and then just refining how you use them. Mm -hmm. So that you can you can have the experience that you'd like.
1: That totally aligns with the way I talk about therapy and coaching as well. And I thank you so much for sharing that story. Because it's so, I mean, in the moment to get that firsthand, like, oh, this is what they mean when they say, like, you know, I came from the psychology world, got the master's and the day that I almost took that job, an hour after I was accepted by a co- or a therapist I don't even remember what it's called, a counseling program. Once I was accepted, an hour later I called, and I had to refuse the job. And I remember that day. Yeah, I mean, this is a side story, and you guys will probably hear this elsewhere, but I just remember feeling, and I have nothing against therapy. I promote it. If Mm -hmm. you've never done it, give yourself the gift of therapy. Definitely. What it does is it creates an emotional conversation. Mm -hmm. You learn how to speak to those emotions and those experiences and the things that have conditioned and shaped you. Yeah. And when you're aware of those things, like Mary Grace is saying, you kind of have the manual. So the, what I like to tell people is, if therapy is the manual, coaching is maintenance. And I remember thinking, you know, I wanted so much when I was in therapy sessions as the therapist to tell them, ah, oh, this is what you can do and I have nothing against any therapy methods and any therapist that I'm friends with out there, please know I support and honor you and I'm always giving you referrals. But with that, there was a part of me that wanted to come into the healing process. Mm-hmm. And I find that with coaching, though we're guiding and we're supporting, there is a little bit more inertia, creation, creation, expansion. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, therapy being so focused on the past, you know, purpose really is sort of what's ahead of you as well as what's in the moment mm-hmm. and we think the past for sort of guiding us into that moment I mm-hmm. think is kind of what we're connecting Would yeah you say that that's aligned yeah.
0: yeah yeah and I love what you said about the emotional conversation because it's so freeing to mm-hmm. give voice to some of those things that hadn't yeah. hadn't been spoken to before and so Absolutely, a huge fan of therapy.
1: Oh God, <laughs> and I love that it's so destigmatized now. I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of came from the generation I think that we were sort of on the tail end of. I was I've been in therapy since I was a teenager, and I remember being one of the only ones. Mm-hmm. But now everyone's in therapy, it's and everyone beautiful. Loves it. I mean, you have it's things beautiful. like help and yeah. just this. It's it's part of culture, mm-hmm. and I love that because I think that for the next generation. They're going to have such a conscious conversation with those emotions that I'm hoping, let's put this out into the world right now, that I'm hoping that coaching sort of becomes what therapy was a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. that we're starting to feel into, this is really, you know, the next step in creating reality that we want to see. And with that, You know, for those who are not profoundly engaged or maybe even mildly aware, it can be pretty mystifying Mm -hmm. to understand what the concept of shadow work and self-love means. How might you explain these topics to someone who's, as we say, unresourced in these topics or in Mm -hmm. these areas? I think
0: the most fundamental thing that I've learned about shadow work and that I, I love to create spaces around is the notion that anything that you reject within yourself, you are now putting in opposition to yourself. You are creating your own challenge. You are creating your own army against you. You are shattering the glass and then walking on it. Um, And and self-rejection, shadow work, shadow work really is the parts of yourself that you don't accept, Mm. that don't have the grace of your heart. That feel too scary, to even communicate to. Mm. It feels like shame. Like what if someone finds out? Like all of these, all of these heavy, secretive, secretive, mm-hmm. secretive. Love it. We're
1: open to all type of language here.
0: Yes, bring it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, elements and energies within, they kind of become this own identity and as they do it's a separation and so somebody who's who's constantly in this pain and even without knowing what it is that people carry i do i do believe you can feel it mm-hmm. based off of what they see in other people too yeah. and so yeah. when when you feel like you're always in comparison or judgment or trying to prove or trying to get ahead like mm-hmm. these are all these are all symptoms that there is something, something within you that's really wanting your heart and your mind is looking to the world and trying to figure out how some people have it in, a, in different doses, how some people have this other experience that you don't. Mm-hmm. And so shadow work is really that process of going back, collecting yourself, your wholeness, bringing your heart, bringing love, bringing acceptance into the parts of you that feel too ugly for someone to love. That was a question that somebody had asked me once that was really beautiful. It's like, tell me something that's really not cute about you.
1: Mm. And
0: I was like, wait a second. I love this question. I love this. How not cute? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, tell me the framework. And so like, even in my response, how not cute? It's like, Give me the depth so I don't go too
1: yeah. ugly. Give me the framework. Right? Yeah. Like
0: give me give me some safety mm-hmm. here because it takes so mm. much courage to be like, this is the thing that I've been hiding from the whole world. Oh, yeah. Um and so yeah. Yeah. I, I that's how I talk about shadow work is just actually bringing and so self-love goes in with that because Mm -hmm. you're actually giving space to all of you and so on a tangible practical level that could be you just blew up you just blew up on somebody at work Mm -hmm. and then you go home and you're judging yourself and you're like ah I suck I did this and you just spiral in that 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 thought because you're really not proud of what you did there's a judgment about how you have to show up and so that part of you that didn't show up in the prettiest, cutest, most lovable, admirable way yeah. is really going through it right now. And so to extend that love, to say, okay, you know, that wasn't the best moment, but I get it. And I see you and I feel you and, and really dropping into all those sensations that are, that are there giving that presence to yourself. I think you can only love what you acknowledge, really. And shadow work is bringing that acknowledgement up so that you can,
1: you can extend
0: your heart to it.
1: And you sort of touch on this, but what do you think happens when a person rejects or discards parts of themselves? When we say shadow work, but what, what do you think happens to that person or do they see in their lives mm-hmm. from that rejection?
0: Everything isn't fulfilled. Yeah. There's nothing is enough to actually give that feeling. And I can mm-hmm. speak to this personally. There was, there was a journal entry that I was reading and I, I was 16 or 17 and I was describing that my energetic presence in my body was like all the way at my feet. And it felt like to just be me, I had to climb my body with ice picks. Like it was a very visceral image Mm -hmm. of like ice picks climbing up my body just to try to take my space back. And so rejecting a part of you, and this can start as small as like, I don't have, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind. Actually, an ugly laugh was what was... <laughs> it's like, I don't have an ugly laugh. Nope, nope, nope. Anytime an ugly laugh comes up, nope, wasn't me. <laughs> Panic, right? So uh-huh. something as simple like, like that, now that rejection that happened, that's not me. I couldn't love that. I, I don't identify there at all, is now... I see it as bundled up, like crumpled up paper, Mm -hmm. patched in, paper macheed on your body, on the inside of your body, energetically, Mm -hmm. taking up all this space and pushing your energy down as it just fills. So it's this paper mache that kind of fills up the inside of your body until you no longer have that somatic accessibility Mm -hmm. to yourself. And when you think about not being able to be present with the things that you're experiencing this comes up a lot with anxiety, right? Like there's all this energy and, and so you, you lift yourself energetically above. Mm-hmm. You're not really there. You're not really taking up your full space. You're not really in your complete alignment where your body is able to function in optimal form because now you have this paper mache sludge mm-hmm. on the inside that's mm-hmm. slowly taking up space more and more and more with the more things that you reject. And it just pushes your energetic center away, away from your heart, down when you're depressed, up and away when you're anxious. It has, it has a physical consequence on the way that you experience your health.
1: So the way that you describe that discarded part of yourself, that rejection, I love the imagery of paper mache that sort of crunchy, sort of parsed together, it's not really one complete thing. It's interesting, you know, I think a lot of people have become comfortable in that rejection and are constantly saying things like, oh, when I have more money or when I have time or when I get this job, it's very outward in. And I love when people come to me and I wonder if you experience this too and say like, oh, you know, Your life looks so fun and so magical. You're always doing this, you're doing that. And it's hard (laughs) to say, you know, not just to sell you into working with me or sign up for a coaching packet, but this is possible for you. If you want that life, you can have it, but you're rejecting it and what are you exactly rejecting if you want to experience, I mean, I've had someone literally say to me, like, God, your Instagram looks so whimsical and romantic and magical. And I said, well, yeah, it's Instagram. You know, I'm showing you the the fun parts, but that is my life. You know, that was me saying yes to the life I wanted to live. Speaking of Instagram, none of my magical experiences are complete without my golden adornments. Jewelry is a staple for my self-expression, and as the goddess of expression, I wanna feel divine everywhere I go. From tropical retreats to posting up behind the microphone, I am wearing a Stay Gold Collective one-of-a-kind piece. Stay Gold Collective makes jewelry you won't wanna take off and don't have to. Perfect for gifts, treasured heirlooms, or just to add to your personal collection, Stay Gold Collective provides custom pieces made with intention, like my signature golden snake necklace. Shop at staygoldcollective.com and follow the collective on the gram at staygold underscore collective. And as a loving listener, feel free to use our exclusive never expiring code good juju for 20% off everything, always. Now, back to our sacred space. And so I'm curious, again, just to kind of highlight in case someone's listening and going, am I rejecting myself? Am I discarding myself? You know, what are some of the symptoms and effects you know what do we actually see in people's lives when they often come to us in coaching and say this isn't working you know mm-hmm. what what do you often see kind of in re- in relation to that self-rejection
0: yeah that like spiral if yeah. you're not appearing the way that you think that you need to mm. that proving that I also often see that I, I never get to rest. I always need to go, okay, what would happen if you did rest? Mm. You know, really exploring that. And so it's it's this invisible drive, Alyssa calls it the hungry ghost. Okay. And it it's really <laughs> on time because yeah. it's like what's propelling your life if it's not joy, if it's not pleasure, if it's not purpose, if it's not these things that you say that you would want. What energy are you living your life from? Mm. That not there yet energy tells me that there is a whole lot that's being separated from you because your natural state, each of our natural state is fully whole, fully here, fully present, always arrived. Mm. And so anything that tells you different is a story it is even if you're not in the exact space where you want to reach right because we do work with goals and there is a desire to reach those goals and that's wonderful and you can create your path of fulfilling that desire with arrival every step of the way you get to every ingredient that you put into your path gets to be the very thing you want to experience when you get there You're making your own cake.
1: (laughs) We love cake. We love cake. There's this, um, phrase that Mary Grace imparted on me last year, and it was in the midst of sort of my healing journey and and I'll be the first to say I'm one of those people where rest was really challenging for me to embrace. Um, it was equated deeply with the sense of incapability and Mm -hmm. laziness. And I just remember you saying to me, you know, let the cake come to you. Let the cake come to your table. And then I went on a trip with a bunch of my girls, and you know who you are, Sisterhood of the Rose, and we went on this girl's trip, and literally the last night, a piece of cake comes to the table. Mm -hmm. And I just remember lighting up and thinking, okay, this is is me saying yes. Mm To a life. I'm right on time. I'm right on purpose. Yeah. And I love how you highlight the spiral. And we we think of that as a downward spiral often. And you kind of understand that. You can probably grok this when you hear downward spiral. We think, oh, I'm hitting rock bottom, or you know, I'm losing it, I'm Mm -hmm. out of control. When we say we're losing it, I'm curious what, what your perception of that is when people say things like, oh God, you know, I'm losing it. I'm out of control. Like What, you have sort of touched on it, but what are they losing in their <laughs> minds? What do you think that is?
0: The pattern that you're familiar with. Right. That initial construct that you've become so familiar with that it gives you a sense of, the familiarity gives you a sense of safety.
1: Yeah.
0: And... I get it, not knowing your next step, feeling like there are things out of your control. Our minds, our human, beautiful, beautiful human minds do not like not knowing the map to avoid pain.
1: True.
0: And so there is a a bit of a spiral of like all of the frantic mind workers throwing their paper up in the air and being like, what's going to happen? Mm. And you can... Indulge in that. You can. you can. You can get all that frantic energy out. You can create with that and see what happens. Mm. Or I think the invitation of if, if you're losing it, if you're letting it all go, can you still be okay mm. right now? And in that way, really creating the eye of your own storm. Really allowing that to be a dance between getting circled around yeah. and finding that inner stillness. A conscious dance that you, that, that's your participation. Yeah. How do you participate with yourself when you are in a moment of losing it, when things are out of your control, when you do feel like you have control? It's just interesting to notice the identities that we try on in mm-hmm. these times. Like, oh, I'm a hot mess right now. <laughs> and if I'm a hot mess right now, then I'm probably going to, you know, really hold on to that. And I'm going to wake up and before I have any thought tomorrow, I'm going to tell myself I'm, in, I'm a hot mess because I haven't decided that I'm not. <laughs> wow. And I'm just going to continue because any, anything that we believe we're bringing life to. And the more life that we bring to it, the more belief of that, the more proof of that we have to reflect back at us.
1: My mind just blew a little bit because and I'm tracking for listeners, that kind of what I'm hearing is that we are the ones that sort of put these labels on ourselves to sort of understand our state of being. But our state of being is sort of ever present in and among and around these labels. Mm -hmm. And it sort of, it makes me think about this thing that I was meditating on this morning and it's this alchemizing painful triggers is an opportunity for awareness that helps us reclaim more of ourselves filled with more light and an upward Mm -hmm. healing spiral. Yeah. And so when we think of expansion and illumination and saying feels like hot mess energy but you know I'm still me it's still a good day I still got things done and this is temporary. Mm -hmm. You sort of take that Um, spiral rather and you turn it upside down on itself you know in coaching we're equipped with tools so Mm -hmm. to speak that are supporting us in supporting individuals and what would you say these tools are designed to do and what are the positive effects of utilizing these tools
0: so many of the tools that I know we both utilize are are looking at the natural structures of our minds Mm -hmm. right there's there is potency and desire, you know, and we talk about desire when it comes to pur- purpose. Yeah. And so noticing what you like and what you don't like, that happens naturally. Really great. Let's use that. Yeah. Let's use that to inform the direction of what would go. You know how things feel naturally when they happen. Did you like that or didn't you? Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't understand the feeling, there's a natural discernment here. Mm-hmm. And that discernment always speaks to what feels good and what doesn't. And so that's the first thing. Orientation that we'll end up using to navigate your direction, and anything that comes up that takes you away from something that feels good, or something that's effective, mm-hmm. or something that's productive's not really the the right word, but um, purpose-filled, impactful. It's like, okay, what was the thought behind that? Mm. Getting curious on on what those little detours, what started those little detours, mm-hmm. so that those energetic leaks those those paths that just flow out in a different direction than what you think you are intending mm-hmm. can really get healed can really and by healed I mean you open your heart to them mm-hmm. you love up on how they've gotten there on all the times that you've taken a detour like this mm-hmm. on the intelligence that that detour stands for because it gives you something mm-hmm. It always gives you something. And so now you're not judging yourself or sabotaging or failing or, you know, you're you're understanding, oh, okay, I did that because even though it's not the most effective way, it gave me safety. It gave me hope. It gave me, um, you know, that moment where I didn't have to confront failure. Mm. And so patching those up and coming back now that you have that much more energy freed right now that that's been returned to you Mm. in a conscious way because it's not it's it's um no longer something that you haven't acknowledged and brought heart to now you have so much more momentum Mm. and so much of this is working with your own momentum and really controlling and being in a relationship with your momentum So that that energy that you now have, that vital life energy, can go towards the things that you're wanting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I love hearing how everyone sort of speaks about that journey. Mm -hmm. And what I kind of want to mine out of that and tell me if you agree, is that when we talk about tools, there are specific things that were. You know, depending on your certification, your coaching, your education, you know, there are concrete, practical, grounded methods, applications that we're using. Mm -hmm. If you want to know what they are, sign up for our coaching. (laughs) (laughs) But what I sort of want to leave people with is this notion that what we're talking about on that pathway to purpose, what we sort of are really practicing ourselves often, and what we try to offer people are these pathways to expanded awareness mastering kind of the art of perspective Mm -hmm. finding growth points in a journey and then speaking to being Mm -hmm. rather than just the mind Yeah, and when we do that you know we're sort of prone to seeing what's possible Mm -hmm. and when we're open to what's possible kind of what we're leaning into you notice a lot more pathways start to open up. Mm. Does that feel true or in alignment with what we're saying, you think?
0: I I do. And and it just reminded me of what you said a, a couple minutes ago where you were saying like people don't believe that they can have this life. Yeah. Right? And it's it's like, well, I'm not I'm not just trying to sign you on to coaching and And to show you that this is possible and it it made me laugh because it's like if you don't believe this is possible coaching is really right for you um but essentially those are the house those are those are different tools to help navigate but ultimately it's so that you can get everything that you want because your desires your pleasure your heart open it's always generous it's always good It's just all these things are returning you to that state, Mm. that being that you are.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting. This came to me. I was driving today, having come from another deep dive. And I was thinking, I mean, this could be its own episode. And I talk about this in episode one. But I sort of am starting to get this framework about my coaching in particular Inspired by our time together that what we're offering in these portals in this coaching if you will is a permission slip Mm -hmm. You were a permission slip to me having the life. I'm living right now Mm. when I think about You know understanding these tools applying these tools having lived these tools myself What I'm really offering is a permission slip yeah for you to access a deeper meaning a deeper remembrance of self and when you do that you then have permission to sort of create from that place and Mm. what's possible then i mean do you guys see where i'm going with this is a life full of purpose (laughs) we get that so and pleasure and pleasure and pleasure well mary grace Mm. what are you a yes for
0: (laughs) i'm a yes for resonance I'm a yes for soul connection. I'm a yes for dancing on the beach and staring at the stars. I'm a yes for... Oh, I'm a yes for wholeness. I'm a yes for growth, for true creation. I am a yes for every single hope that is inside a heart.
1: Woo. Well, then what brings you pleasure? Mm.
0: This. <laughs> this moment with you being welcomed in your home, having this cacao, drawing these cards, talking about things that have such pleasure, that have such purpose, having deep emotional connections, feeling so free in each relationship, mm-hmm. being in tuned and in relationship with the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it's harder to talk about what doesn't give me pleasure.
1: <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I'm like I, I I don't think we have time. <laughs> well, I'll wrap it up with again our uh, you know opening and closing with the most simple of questions. What does being human mean to you?
0: Being human means allowing all of it. It means knowing that you have a primal mind that wants to figure things out. And you are so deeply connected to divinity. And your lifetime of actually bringing action to this world, of representing all of the energy that had brought your inspiration for that action to you. uh, It's so... divine your your path is dancing between that full allowance of everything that you feel and everything that's here and knowing that it's not just you it's a representation of so much more of so much beyond
1: well before i forget and really sign us off i have to return back to the moment so that you know that one listener who remembered You talked about the Avatar. I was going to say the Avatar. The Avatar Tales, yeah. (laughs) Well, um, I mean, Avatar's been just coming up in so many ways. But literally, a couple days ago, right before I left, um, one of my dear friends, Joey, shout out to you, made a joke we were getting a drink, and he says you know, you're going to be with all your girls coming up and all these pleasure seekers. You guys are just going to grab your avatar tails and they're, they're going to connect and they're going to mold together and you guys are going to be living that life. And you, talk, you know, he's, he's saying this in, in a joking way and I just looked at him I go, that's exactly how it is. You are not wrong. <laughs> Thank you, MG, for your time and your wisdom and your divine grace. Again, you can find Mary Grace at themessyhealer.com and online at The Messy Healer. Look out for her book, The Divine Assignment, coming soon. And stay tuned for some possible events that may include the two of us. Mary Grace, it has been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This has been magical on every
1: level. I so deeply appreciate you. I so deeply appreciate you. And guys, if it weren't for her, this portal truly would not exist. So I am honored for you to be my first guest. I love you, girl. I love you. Now let's grok it. At the end of every episode, I like to close the portal with a segment called, Do You Grok It? To grok something is to intuitively understand and embody something without explanation or guidance. It's a feeling you can identify, even if that feeling's not really yours. After these convos, I wanna check in. We talked a lot today about living your life on purpose. How do you lessen or close the gap between detachment and your higher self? What I love about Mary Grace is her natural ability to illuminate the darker aspects of humanity and celebrate them as opportunities. In Jungian psychology, It states that we must face ourselves fully, including our shadow sides, to accept the life that we're given. And in doing so, you are, by proxy, living on purpose. Famous American author Joseph Campbell, best known for highlighting the hero's journey in storytelling, says that we must be willing to let go of the life we planned, to have the life that is waiting for us. Let the cake come to you. As Mary Grace said, we don't enjoy not knowing the map to avoid pain. But if you're willing to identify and embody the internal compass of your bliss, you might just bypass the downward spiral and let that cake come to you. I want to note that when I discuss this life throughout the episode, this life isn't the Pinterest board version. It's living in alignment with your values and the vision of your highest self, whatever setting, vocation, or company you keep, it's about saying yes to what lives inside of you and dances across your daydreams versus shelving it on the back burner. We're talking about the radical permission to perceive what is possible. Oh, and as your permission slip to admit something not cute about yourself, I'll go first. The amount of times I wistfully sighed or said, mmm, in this episode, isn't that cute? But hey, when you're in the moment and you're feeling it, every mmm feels on purpose. Do you grok it? Hey, pleasure seekers. I hope you guys vibed out to this episode. If you feel called to, please download, leave a review, or share with a loved one. The ripple effect of these actions not only support me, but support others in discovering the permission that awaits them. Think of it as an act of love. If you're looking to connect with me personally or are interested in my coaching services and events, you can find me online at IamJuliaHenning.com or on Instagram at IamJuliaHenning. Tag me in the hashtag PermissionPortal on your social media when you're listening and let's vibe. Ready for the next Permission Portal? Look out for new episodes every Wednesday. And thank you all for tuning in and tuning inward. As always, it has been my pleasure.